Have you ever wanted to play in a campaign similar to the Knocked Prone Dead season where you are in a realm filled with spirits? If yes, then I have the perfect product for you. Explore the realm beyond the veil with the Book of Spirits, an ethereal 5e supplement on Kickstarter now. This supplement is inspired by legendary titles like Dragon Age and Stormlight Archive. The Book of Spirits is a source book that expands your world with a new realm of magic. With over 50 spirit creatures, 7 brand new subclasses, an entirely new class, and tons of encounters and resources for you to run a game in the spirit realm. Follow the link in the episode description where you can find this 200 plus page book with illustrated encounter maps, incredibly detailed miniatures, and an entire original soundtrack to immerse your players in this mystical adventure. Back the Book of Spirits today on Kickstarter. Welcome to Knocked Prone, a podcast of high crits, small fits, and varying wits. My name is Cade, and I'm the host and dungeon master of this Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition adventure. And I'm joined here by the players to my left. Mason playing Lakir. Brooklyn playing Litzy. Jameson playing Jack. Danny playing Tess. Caden playing Torin. Awesome. So last session, we left off with the party talked to Talkin with the accompaniment of the Knoll army that he came to Great Grimbopolis with. Talkin told them all the happenings that went on in Great Grimbopolis, namely about the resistance, the healbots who became anomaly born and started to gain sentience. He also told you that lots of people had been killed and you guys were blamed by Amalek. You guys then proceeded to make three entrances into Great Grimbopolis. You have the well that is underneath the historian's library that you know about. You have the ranger's headquarters that Torin and Lakir brought the rope ladder to. And you have a 400-foot ramp going up to Great Grimbopolis that Jack created. Litzy, using her speaking stone, told Lilith that you guys were ready for her to bring her army. She magically teleported through a teleportation circle all 200 of her men to come and help in the battle of great grimbopolis and that is where we left off you guys are right underneath great grimbopolis you have 300 people underneath you 200 being from fort outcast 100 being from the null party what would you like to do not a very large force <laughs> for a siege but we've got this yeah but how many are civilians yeah how, even, even if they're violent how good can they really fight come on uh, you guys are children, so don't even at me. <laughs> <laughs> what is the population of Great Grimbopolis? 4,000. Well, oh. currently, that's in Great Grimbopolis is about 4,000 people. Okay. Does this change your ideas on anything? Originally, when I made the deal for 3,000 souls, I was under the impression it had like 50,000 people. No, it is the vast majority. Okay. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> the, the nervous people of everyone who hasn't listened to that podcast yet. Uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> uh, 3,000 souls, you say? <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
I mean, now I just don't care as much about the evacuation plan. I'm sorry. I, I was under the impression that we had a bit of a plan, but I'm starting to feel like I'm a little bit shaky. Where are we entering? Where is the army coming in? Where are we heading to first? Are we destroying the books or not? We need to figure out what we're doing. Well, hopefully nobody has seen us get close to this wall. And right now, while the army waits on the bridge, I'm hoping the couple of us can get through the wall sneak along this back wall which has very little visibility and then get inside the library and hopefully from there we can go straight to Ollie uh, <laughs> straight to what used to be Oliander's office if we're trying to get to where the books are there is an entrance right to that room if that is our priority I think one or two of us should go straight in there I know splitting the group can be dangerous but at least I would like to stay with the army entering so I can help lead the evacuation Maybe you all could go to the library. I, for one, would like to go to the library. I have the most familiarity with it, and I feel like I should be the person to head that part of the operation. Are you sure that you can hold here alone? Once they realize there's a breach, there's going to be a lot of resistance that's coming to meet us. I'll have this whole army on my back. I feel like trying to get people out is what's most important to me. All right. Maybe you could leave Phoenix, though, so you guys can see how things are going. That only works within a hundred feet. You're just under us. I, I bet we'll be within that range. I can try. I'm happy to leave him here with you. My only concern is I do think that we should split up and have a, a two, two-pronged attack. I'm just worried for your safety, Tess, in that if noise is created and you do not have enough of the army through the hole in order to assist you, you'll be overwhelmed. We need to get a a good staging point, I imagine, because the hole isn't huge, is it? No, it's like five feet by five feet wide. It's very small. One person at a time. One person at a time. It's a tunnel. Should we have part of the army come through the rope entrance and then some through the hole so that we have a little bit of a combination? I mean, that will get people in twice as fast, right? It is a 200-foot ladder, so the people who come through the ranger's hut will be rather exhausted. That's true, Um, and also very exposed if they realize... Yes, from what I saw of the ranger's headquarters, um, what Torin and I saw was it's completely barren. It's burnt, destroyed. It wouldn't offer much protectiveness. Maybe just a small group of some of the stronger peoples can wait just outside on the rope and then climb in once the siege has begun just to have a flanking party. Great idea. We just have to think about logistics in getting people down as well. Maybe that could be Lilith and... Some of her crew. She was the person who was overseeing the evacuation, so having her at the evacuation point would be a great starting place. Tess and Torin, you both have connections to people that are in the city. Are we doing anything in particular to get them out or away from the fighting? Otherwise, our army could easily kill them as part of the defenders of Great Pombopolis. I could scout the city, use disguise self, walk around, check some things out, come back. If I happen to find some of our allies, I can try to slip them a message, see if there's anything they can do. Otherwise, well, we'll at least get a better idea of, of how everything looks on the inside, as long as I don't get caught. This is a good plan. I support this very much. Jack would like to clarify our goal here. What's our goal here? What are we doing? Basically, storming a city, but what's the real goal that we're after i think we have two different goals my goal is to get as many people out as i can and the kids goal I, I, and i'm sure everyone has their own but i know 
the kids is to take care of his father. My father needs to be incapacitated and removed from the power of Great Combopolis. I don't know exactly the influence of the demon that he's partnered with, but if we separate him from the power, the demon leaves. That's essentially what I understand. Assassinate the leader, liberate the city. Essentially. Cool. Just a thought. If the army were to operate independently of us, could we just be like the A-team, the hit squad, and just try to go straight for the kill? That's actually what I was thinking. If we go through the library, we will meet my father. Either in the library or through Oleander's old office on the way. It's inevitable. So if we go through the library, that will be the hit squad. Anyone who stays behind will be part of the generalized fighting, which, like I said, having tests separated, causes me a bit of anxiety. I think we'll need as much help as we can get when it comes to defeating your father. I think the same, which perhaps we can do a combination of the two plans. We, as a group, all of us, trigger the attack, we secure the location, and we funnel in as many people as possible. As soon as there has been word of our sighting, my assumption anyway, is that guards will be sent to our location. At least forces of some kind to deal with the incursion, but particularly us, they may send something special. If we then loop around, say, using your broom and our magic, we can go through the library after having secured a foothold for our army. Thus, we may not run into as much resistance in the library. They may have been drawn out already. But it is a risk. If we get caught, unable to escape from there, we've essentially dedicated to a full-on assault. I I know that it causes you some anxiety. I I still think it's our best route. I I plan to cast Pass Without Trace on everyone within 30 feet of me and rush as many people as I can inside and then the same to the next and the same to the next before we're spotted. Litzy, you have a broom, right? Yes. If you provided that to Tess, he could reach us afterwards. If Tess feels confident enough to fly my broom, he's welcome to try. Sir, do you have a license for that broom? (laughs) (laughs) Just a suggestion. We could use you in the main fight, but if you fill your places with the people, I understand. A way to come join you if you need me would be very nice, or a way to fall back if necessary. Okay, well, I'll pull a wand out from my bag, because I recall it giving me a wand to fly before. I rolled a two. You rolled a two? Okay. You find that this is a wand of greater healing. Okay. Very helpful. (laughs) Not in this situation, but... Potentially. Potentially. If you wouldn't mind leaving your broom with him, just as a way for him to reach us, if that's within your comfortability. It's fine, I suppose. And I'll, like, reluctantly hand my broom to Tess. <laughs> if we wanted to take time, I don't know how much time we have, but if Torin was going to go scout for a little bit, and we were to maybe, like, if it doesn't seem like we've been noticed yet... Roll me a perception, Jack. An unnatural 20. An unnatural 20. You have been noticed. All right. If we've been noticed, I think I'm ready to start hopping through the wall and helping people through. We might not have time to plan, and it might be better if we just go. Because the longer we wait and prepare, the more time they have to prepare. Are we staying here and helping Tess, or are we going in the library? We need to decide now. They've noticed us already. Library it is! (laughs) And I am going to cast level 4 fly on Litzy and I. So Litzy, you start to levitate without the use of your broom, which is kind of a, a different sensation. Yeah, and I, I will love immediately it. just full action.
action and dash movement speed towards like the library. Yep. I want okay. to leave Phoenix with me. Snap him and Tessa's master plan of getting Phoenix has finally come. <laughs> you take <laughs> off his collar and put on one of your own. <laughs> 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 Tim too. <laughs> you just like have his name would be Little Lad. Phoenix for your does information. jump up and drape himself around your neck as as he does. So he's with you. I will follow right behind Lakir in flight. It's just Lakir and I going to the library. They haven't said anything so far, so I will assume we were there first. And I guess you'll see Lakir just like goes straight for the well, moving with a determination until like he reaches just the edge, and you see he just like kind of stops and then is just waiting for a while until you join him and he'll kind of absentmindedly be just, it's happening. It's all happening. And it's a lot, (laughs) I guess. How are you feeling? I'm feeling just fine, but I think you're the one that has higher stakes in this. You've seemed definitely the most uptight, I believe, from all of us. Is there anything you need to tell me before we head in? Well, one, I think we're going to be facing a lot of people we know. And I think it'd be wise for you and I both to understand that they are not the people we know. And things must be done. As well, I'll kind of roll up my sleeve and show her the symbol. Anyone with this symbol is not to be helped out of the city. You don't have to tell Tess, you don't have to tell Torin, but no one, if you can help it with this symbol, thieves. And I kind of put my arm down. It's important. I'm going to, like, grab onto both of your shoulders, and, like, a grin's going to come across my face. I knew you were hiding something, and don't worry about me. I think this is going to weigh heavier on your conscience as it is going to on mine, and I'm going to fly up the well. That's foreboding, and I'll <laughs> fly up. <laughs> well, before Jack and Torrin head off, I'm going to give them fist bumps. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the wholesome side of our party is going to fist bumps about oh. save people out of the yeah. I'm going to pull out my potion of giant strength and as I like pop the cap off, he goes to fist bump me and I'm like, I like cheers it with my, the, nice. the potion and then I, I down it. I wish I was that cool. You now grow <laughs> the strength of a giant, which is 29. Right, 29. I, yeah, I just storm giant. He who flicketh indeed. <laughs> <laughs> that flick might actually do some real damage now. Let's see. And Lakir, let's join you guys. You guys fly up this well and you emerge at the top of this well in this cursed room that you once saw with so many artifacts of evil. And Lakir, as you're looking around, you actually do recognize a lot of the symbols as symbols that you've picked up. Mainly the symbol that was around the teleportation circle at, in the basement of the Hag's Hut and another symbol in the ice castle in the Feywild, in the fortress. Go ahead and both of you make me perception checks as you are in this room. 15. Unnatural 20. As you are looking around the room, you both notice that it is really barren in here. There are the religious symbols still. There are still the tables, the like torture device looking tables on the corners of the room. But other than this well and those two things, it is really odd that there isn't... I mean, you guys took all of the books off of the forgotten bookshelf. The forgotten bookshelf is no longer there. And you notice that a lot of things that you had seen the first time are missing. So are there any books in here? No. 
not in the... You guys are in, like, this secret room in the back of the library. Looking around, noticing this all. Well, without people getting out of line, I guess you don't need to torture and banish them anymore. You still have the hats, right? Yes, of course. I'll take out the hats from my bag of holding. We peek down the well to see if we can see anyone coming. (laughs) I'll stick with these guys. I think I'll come with you. I think Jack is, like... I'm coming in with the stealth force or whatever. <laughs> I feel like that's a good split since yeah. we have our bond. The two of you and can oh, do yeah, your yeah, thing, yeah. lead the army. I was also realizing I wasn't going to say it because I already made the plan and we were leaving. It's like, shoot, Tess like, doesn't do damage. So being all alone. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was saying. Wasn't a great idea. I don't feel great leaving Tess on <laughs> So I'm glad, I'm glad you decided Wait, to stay with me, Zorn. Jack, how are you getting over yes, here? Fly. You have fly? fly? Okay, cool. I have an ability to fly. I don't need a spell slot to do it. As Jack enters the room, I will give a hat to Jack. What's this hat? It's going to help us pass through this wall. Tight. (laughs) As we have this also quiet moment, I'll turn to Jack, motioning to the the symbols around the, the room. So who do you serve again? As in who's my patron? Who provides you your power? Yes. Quite honestly, I don't know that I ever actually got a name. It's a very, like, non-interactive. Okay. They're a genie. Long time ago, probably 16 years or so, I made a wish, and it was granted. Since then, our interactions have been very limited, but I grow stronger, and all of that now is devoted to you. I will do everything I can for you. I appreciate that. Watch out for the books. They can be quite dangerous. And all kind of <laughs> knowledge is power. <laughs> I'll go first since I have my shield. So I'll walk through, kind of leading the way for the group to go into the library. Yeah, we stealth. Wizard tank. Stealth on in there. Okay, everyone roll me a stealth check if you're deciding to stealth. 22. 22. 21. 21. 21. <laughs> 21? Okay. They do not notice you. Do and we see, they? Do we yeah, see do anyone? Do we see anyone? What do we see? Does the library look like it was last time? I mean, we we like burned it down, didn't we? So We tried to. I tried to tip over a bookcase and failed, and so I threw a couple books on the ground and we left. <laughs> <laughs> the janitor, since has cleaned up the few books that you threw on the ground. From what I remember, the staircase is right next to the hidden room. Yes. So we can just go up if needed. The books are all here, so we just have to figure out how to destroy or... But are we worried that your father's right here? Probably up the stairs, yes. As you guys are looking around the room, you notice six heelbots patrolling and using their telescopic eyes in this dark room to look around and see if they can see anything. Six heelbots. Six. Okay. They, they don't look quite the same as Q62. Q62 was very beefed up. Since Q62 was the only heelbot in the winter court, and since they only had one to pump goop into, it basically got the entire supply, whereas these are one of many, and so they look less souped. I'll kind of like poke my head back around and say, there's six of them. Do we want to fight or do we just want to go up? Are we just trying to get to your father or, or do we want to get any books? Have we given up the book idea? We can get the books, but it'll only help those guys up there. If our main goal is my father, then this will leave us weakened. I agree. Let's, let's go back in. As we go back in, I'll say, all right, we can go past these and probably just fight my father if we want, or we can fight these things and 
hope that it turns the tide of battle. We might as well avoid them. You're right. I mean, it's not worth getting wounded. I, I say we, we go for the meat of what we came for. The books only were meant to help us if we destroy them. We don't have any real purpose as far as I am concerned. Would I know how to manipulate the books? Would I have learned that in my time there? Or is that something that would have been advanced? Talkin last session basically told you that just ripping out the pages of the books would be sufficient. Okay. But also, uh, there are thousands of people here in Great Grimbopolis. It would take a long time to destroy all these books. Right. That is kind of my concern. Jack pulls out a lighter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's defenses for that. I was going to say, highly recommend not doing that. Okay. <laughs> he puts it back in his pocket. Hey, uh, look here. Roll me a history check. Okay. 17. You noticed as you were in the room that there was a teleportation circle that you guys had talked about in the center of the room, but above the teleportation circle was one of the religious symbols that you recognize. It's the symbol of Ravana. Ravana is a fabled Rakshasa in the religious community of the Forgotten Realms. Okay. I think we go. I think we take this time to strike at my father and we do our best. I don't think that we'll gain as much as we hope to from fighting these things. I think you were right. Taking time to rip out all the pages of every book. The siege will be over by then. One more thing before we head in. How stealthy are each of you? You and I are about evenly matched. <laughs> we were going to put a number on it. <laughs> Plus four. <laughs> I'm just thinking, um, I, I happen to have... So I have my three luck every day, but I, I have my luck potion. And I feel like somebody else would be better off using it because I have three luck a day. You could re-gift the uh, luck potion if you'd like. Um, you know what? Yeah, so I'm going to say, before we head in, I think you could use this the most. I'm going to toss it to Lakir. Give him a luck potion. I assume I recognize it from yes. finding mysterious potions in my pocket before. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Happens yeah. time. <laughs> Once every year, I'll down it. Uh-huh. And then I want to get... Do we have torches with us? I assume we have some type of... Everyone started with explorer's packs or something, so I assume you all have torches. You two go up first. I'll light this and throw it in afterwards. It'll close the door and potentially the automatons will be able to follow us up. Fantastic idea. Whatever you say. Are you ready to go? As ready as we'll ever be. Time is of the essence. I will wait for them to go and then follow out directly after them. And <laughs> Not going first this time. Yeah, I... <laughs> well, and I've got, I've got like, the torch. You want more than one? Yeah. I'll take, I've got, like, like, ten. I'll take, like, ten torches. Light them all. Toss them. And then I'll just use Firebolt <laughs> on it when I'm planning on it, so... And just... Yeah, I'll, I'll actually tie them together so that I can just put it down and then cast it. Do we want to make sure we can get into Oleander's headquarters before we light that on fire? All right, yeah, yeah, probably. I just don't want to get stuck like last time. I will wait for these two to go, and then I will just keep the torch bundle wrapped away, and I'll plan on tossing it down the stairs as soon as we hear it's clear. You guys can use your stealth checks from before, and so you guys can sneakily go through the library. You see these Warforged, they're still looking around, but you're easily able to avert their gazes. Look here, you're able to drop the bundle of torches in a location that is unseen to the Warforged, but is also still in line of sight. From the stairs. From the stairwell. And so, yeah, you guys are totally prepped and ready to go. So we make our way towards Oleander's headquarters. Peek through the keyhole. Yeah, are we able to get in? If you want to try the door handle? I would like to look through the keyhole first. Okay, roll me a perception check with disadvantage. While he's looking through that, I'm going to fly 
a little bit further and try to just look into like the not the throne room but the wide open that we got like our auras from right because that's right. the same area i just want to see if there's anyone in that open area roll me investigation i got 17 on that perception check 17 with nice. disadvantage, with disadvantage? Yeah. okay <laughs> so you're looking into the office it's decently empty you would assume that it'd be a little more full of something there's a horse desk in the corner <laughs> what is a horse desk a desk for horses what does that look like like a normal desk a little higher. But with four hooves, yes. <laughs> Got it. So you uh, look in and you, in fact, see a well-dressed half-tiger, half-man. And you can assume with the resemblance that this is Lakir's father sitting behind this horse desk. And uh, Lakir, what did you get on your investigation? 26. Okay. You look around in the room and you don't see anyone in this aura hall. But you do notice that the light that is going up that assigned you guys of your auras has dulled a lot. Okay. Like, it's hardly even making it through the stained glass anymore. Since there is no one here, I would like to quickly reach into my bag and take out the original sapphire that I stole from this room. And I am going to place it just in the center, and I'll give it a... A, a stare and look around the room and just fly back down, trying not to take too long. In the light, you put the sapphire? Not in the light, just in more in the center of the room. Like. Oh, gotcha. As Lakir is placing that sapphire, um, I'm going to turn to Jack and just ask him a little question. I'm going to say, Jack, in the most honest way possible, can you answer a question for me? Always. Would you say you have a good heart? Yes. You feel confident in that? Okay. Is there anyone in there? Yes. Your father. I only see him. All right. Now or never. All right. Is the door unlocked? Door is unlocked. Okay, cool. As you guys are just about to enter into Oleander's office, we're going to switch back over for the sake of suspense to Tess and Torin. What are you guys up to? I'm going to look back at the army. Kind of like a little bit whispering, like, pass this on. Do whatever it takes to survive. I, I won't judge you, but get as many of them out as you can alive, please. They start whispering to one another, and then it gets to the king the king of the gnolls blink, and he's like, Everyone! Do your best to survive! <laughs> <laughs> and he like gives you two thumbs up as he and and smiles back at you. And then I start hopping through the hole, and I'm like, Torin, thanks for sticking with me this long. I hope that we make it out. For your sake, I hope that you do as well. Uh, um, Torin, you seem strong. Do you want to take the wall? Because we're all slipping like below, like the hole is below the wall top. Okay. So I'm wondering if you want to take the actual top of the wall. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to like shape water and I'm make little ice steps on the way up and like gesture to Torin to like take him and then I'll like stand below in case he falls because it's slippery. Slippery, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Keep eating my candies until I get something, some wild magic that, <laughs> yeah. that saved me from casting spells <laughs> just randomly yeah. into yeah. the air. Yeah. I can. So you make the stairs? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll hike up the stairs. I'm going to peek over the wall. Okay. Roll me a perception check. So that's 14. 14. All right. So as you are looking around the city, you recall Lakir saying that uh, he had Phoenix looking around the city for a second and noticed that it was kind of like this horror scene and that there was a bunch of lumbering figures like walking around. It's barren. 
there is not a soul around. You don't notice really anyone walking around the city, but as you are looking around, you start hearing in the distance an alarm starts to blare as you guys are about to enter into the city. And I think that's where we're going to end our session for the night. Okay. My name is Cade, the host and dungeon master of this Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition adventure, and I am joined here by the players to my left. Mason playing Luke here. Brooklyn playing Litzy. Jameson playing Jack. Danny playing Tess. And Kaden playing Torn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, awesome. Well, join us next week as we continue this saga into Great Grumbopolis. But until then, we hope that you remember when life knocks you flat on your back, all you have to do is keep rolling, and we hope you have a wonderful rest of your day.